Morning prayer begins on page three. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also, who is of a contrite and humble spirit. Revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the contrite ones. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Venite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 54 on page 406. Save me, O God, for thy name's sake, and avenge me in thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, and hearken unto the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and tyrants which have not God before their eyes seek after my soul. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Destroy thou them in thy truth. An offering of a free heart will I give thee, and praise thy name, O Lord because it is so comfortable. For he hath delivered me out of all my trouble, and mine eye has seen his desire upon mine enemies. Psalm 61 Hear my crying, O God, give ear unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I call upon thee, when my heart is in heaviness. O set me up upon the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been my hope and a strong tower for me against the enemy. I will dwell in thy tabernacle forever, and my trust shall be under the covering of thy wings. For thou, O Lord, hast heard my desires, and hast given an heritage unto those that fear thy name. Thou shalt grant the king a long life, that his years may endure throughout all generations. He shall dwell before God forever. O prepare thy loving mercy and faithfulness, that they may preserve him. 
So will I always sing praise unto thy name, that I may daily perform my vows. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 36th chapter of Jeremiah. Now it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that his word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take a scroll of a book and write on it all the words that I have spoken to you against Israel, against Judah, and against all the nations from the day I spoke to you, from the days of Josiah, even to this day. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the adversities which I purpose to bring upon them, that everyone may turn from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. And Jeremiah called Baruch, the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote on a scroll of a book at the instruction of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord which he had spoken to him. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch, saying, I am confined, I cannot go into the house of the Lord. You go, therefore, and read from the scroll which you have written at my instruction the words of the Lord in the hearing of the people in the Lord's house on the day of fasting. And you shall also read them in the hearing of all Judah who come from their cities. It may be that they will present their supplication before the Lord, and everyone will turn from his evil way. For great is the anger and the fury that the Lord has pronounced against his people. And Baruch the son of Neriah did according to all that Jeremiah the prophet commanded him, reading from the book the words of the Lord in the Lord's house. Now it came to pass in the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month, that they proclaimed a fast before the Lord to all the people in Jerusalem and to all the people who came from the cities of Judah to Jerusalem. Then Baruch read from the book the words of Jeremiah in the house of the Lord in the chamber of Gemariah, the son of Shaphan the scribe, in the upper court at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house in the hearing of all the people. When Micaiah, the son of Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, heard all the words of the Lord from the book, he then went down to the king's house into the scribe's chamber, and there all the princes were sitting, Elishama the scribe, Dalaiah the son of Shammaiah, Elnathan, the son of Akbor, Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, the son of Hananiah, and all the princes. Then Micaiah declared to them all the words that he had heard when Baruch read the book in the hearing of the people. Therefore all the princes sent Jehudi, the son of Nethaniah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Cushi, to Baruch, saying, Take in your hand the scroll from which you have read in the hearing of the people, and come. So Baruch, the son of Neriah, took the scroll in his hand and came to them. And they said to him, Sit down now and read it in our hearing. So Baruch read it in their hearing. Now it happened when they had heard all the words that they looked in fear from one to another and said to Baruch, We will surely tell the king of all these words. And they asked Baruch, saying, Tell us now, how did you write all these words at his instruction? So Baruch answered them, He proclaimed with his mouth all these words to me, and I wrote them with ink in the book. 
Then the princess said to Baruch, go and hide you and Jeremiah and let no one know where you are. And they went to the king into the court, but they stored the scroll in the chamber of Elishama the scribe and told all the words in the hearing of the king. So the king sent Jehudi to bring the scroll and he took it from Elishama the scribe's chamber. And Jehudi read it in the hearing of the king and in the hearing of all the princes who stood beside the king. Now the king was sitting in the winter house in the ninth month with a fire burning on the hearth before him. And it happened when Jehudi had read three or four columns that the king cut it with the scribe's knife and cast it into the fire that was on the hearth until all the scroll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Yet they were not afraid, nor did they tear their garments, the king nor any of the servants who heard all these words. Nevertheless, Elnathan, Deliah, and Gemariah implored the king not to burn the scroll, but he would not listen to them. And the king commanded Jeremiel, the king's son, Saraiah, the son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, the son of Abdeel, to seize Baruch, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But the Lord hid them. Now after the king had burned the scroll with the words which Baruch had written at the instruction of Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Take yet another scroll, and write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, has burned. And you shall say to Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Thus says the Lord, You have burned this scroll, saying, Why have you written in it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and cause man and beast to cease from here? Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, he shall have no one to sit on the throne of David, and his dead body shall be cast out to the heat of the day and the frost of the night. I will punish him, his family, and his servants for their iniquity, and I will bring on them, on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and on the men of Judah, all the doom that I have pronounced against them, but they did not heed. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch the scribe, the son of Neriah, who wrote on it at the instruction of Jeremiah all the words of the book which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And besides, there were added to them many similar words. Here ends the first lesson. Together, Benedictus says on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the third chapter of the Epistle to the Colossians. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. 
but above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Here ends the second lesson. The shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, a refuge and strength, who art the author of all godliness. Be ready, we beseech thee, to hear the devout prayers of thy church and grant that those things which we ask faithfully we may obtain effectually through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We have our 
second day of diversion into Jeremiah to kind of get a prophetic perspective on what's going on in Second Kings. We have the narrative in Kings of Israel, the southern kingdom of Judah, moving towards um, the Babylonian conquest and their exile. And here we get, you know, a, a sort of seminal event where Jeremiah the prophet has has written down the words uh, uh, he got from God, calling Judah to repent, calling the, the people to repent and change. And everyone else hears it and tears their clothes and says, oh, no. But the king, um, when he hears it, uh, he sort of uh, goes Thomas Jefferson on it, starts cutting out the parts of the Bible he doesn't like and um, throwing it in the fire. And I think as a spiritual example, you know, we we can note that this this um, illustrates a human tendency, uh, you know, that that we we don't like the parts of the Bible we don't like, especially the kind the parts of the Bible tell us to do something differently than we're doing and call us to change. And the more this is also fire, Jeremiah is telling him to repent to surrender the Babylonians, to admit you've done everything wrong and and change. And when we're comfortable in life, we're sitting by the winter fire warming ourselves, and the word of God comes to us and says, you need to repent and change. We're not always ready to do that. And so this illustrates a human tendency. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I was thought about today, we're doing Psalm 95. We say every day, today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts. The voice of God is the word of God speaking to us, calling us into repentance, faith, new life. And yet we're often, you know, comfortably ensconced in a place where we're just not willing to do that. So we have to kind of cut out that part and say we don't really believe that, you know, what St. Paul said there, what Jesus said there. And and uh, but the word of God. Is is as Jesus said. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. What God has spoken simply will happen. What God has spoken simply is true. And our unwillingness to conform our life to it means we'll be judged by that same word we rejected. Jeremiah is interesting. If you go on in Jeremiah, we'll get the, the judgment on Judah. But Jeremiah actually ends in, the, in his closing chapter with a series of chapters that condemns everybody. <laughs> he go, goes to Ammon and Moab and all the uh, nations around uh, addressing their uh, their failures to do what, what God has called people to do. And I, I've kind of realized that in, in, a, in a certain way, Jeremiah is a backdrop for this Pauline doctrine that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God because Jeremiah proclaims you know, the failure of the Jewish people to live by Torah and the failure of all the nations to live by the revelation God has given them. And, it, and um, it's interesting, St. Paul actually in, in Galatians especially, he uses some language that are, kind of harkens to Jeremiah. So, so there, there's a certain that, that aspect. And this is where the gospel begins for us. It, it doesn't begin with our attempt to now do what we didn't do uh, before it begins with the attempt to realize we haven't done what God called us to do. And this is what Colossians has been stressing with us, that the, the baptismal experience, um, that we were buried with Christ through baptism and raised with him through faith. And the burial is the burial of, of our, you know, of, of, of sin, of our disobedient self, of the rebellious part of us that says no to God. And the resurrection is the gift of the spirit, which raises us up to live in a new way. 
And this must be our continual experience. I think this ability to hear the word of God and let it pierce us and convict us. This is, I think, the purpose of daily Bible reading, to hear God's word each day and to, and to realize, oh, there are ways that that convicts me. I didn't love like I should have yesterday. And it's not the, it's not the conviction of condemnation. It's that um, activity of the spirit by which we're continually formed in the image of Christ as, as the errors are highlighted and then we're given grace because we're, our sins are forgiven. The point now is not con- condemnation. The point is growth. Um, growth in the image of Christ, loving more. And this is why the fruit of that, uh, when we come and hear the word and receive grace, die and rise again as the baptismal experiences <clears throat> is made present today, these are the kind of things that Colossians says today that should be manifested in us, that we should, that this new life should be manifested in the way we behave towards one another. As God has been gracious to us to to reconcile us to himself and to continually highlight the ways we err and forgive us and, and raise us up. So we with the other, with one another should, you know, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If we have a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you, you must also do that the real fruit of the gospel is in the actual nuts and bolts, nitty gritty of love and community, where we do the hard work of loving each other, just as we receive this love from God who comes to us every day with his word and his grace to renew us. So we are to pass that along to others. And that that idea in verse um, 16, let the word of Christ richly dwell in you. So whereas the king took the word of God and cut it in the, and you know, cast it in the fire, and so we should fully receive the word of Christ that both forgives us and gives us the grace to love others in, in a new way. And it just reminds us that, that again, that the Christian life begins with the awareness of how we have not followed the word, the experience of grace, which then moves us out each day into, into life to live in a new way. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray, for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Gather the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. 
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all of the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and <clears throat> the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a great Friday, beginning of the weekend. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Bishop. Thank, Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day. Yeah. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.